Welcome to the Washdown Podcast. And on this episode, Chris and I sit down and have a conversation um, just about a big variety of stuff. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, We had a great time like we always do, just sitting down here and talking about stuff that deals with first responders. So uh, remember to like and subscribe, all that stuff. And uh, here you go, the Washdown Podcast with Chris and Jeremy. All right, well. Dead air. You made that joke last episode. I know, but it was funny until it wasn't funny. Yeah, that's uh, sometimes, man, sometimes. Hey, everybody has off days. That's true. Everybody does have off days. But you know as well as I do, if you have an off day in the fire service, that's how you ruin your reputation or somebody dies or gets hurt. Good thing we're in a basement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got the bunt down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes. I threw him up a softball <laughs> and just get on base, man. That's yeah, all I'm get on base. Yeah. Just count on the people behind you to do the work that you should do. Everybody's going to have, even at the station, you're going to have bad days. You're going to be off. You know, just, I don't care what line of work you're in. You're going to have those days where you just can't win. Yeah, true. And that's why we're a, a crew, a team Yeah, in this, in this field. And there's been times where you've had to pick up for somebody else. They just say, we got you. Yeah. Well, and, you know, let's go back to a podcast that we did recently with uh, Jared Altec from the Hey Chaplin podcast, mm-hmm. right? And we were talking about, you know, how these long-form conversations have gotten popular. You know, that's kind of what all the podcasts have kind of moved towards. I mean, you still got your some that are like 20, 30 minutes, like the interview style. Yeah. The interview style. There's that's still out there, but a, a majority of them, it seems like, or maybe it's just the ones that I follow are this same type of format, right? Think about, and people probably don't know this, the amount of energy that goes into now let's discount the whole editing process and all of that stuff and trying to find guests to come on and that are valuable you know, they have something valuable to say. We'll discount all that. Just focus on. You're talking about just the conversation. Just sitting here. here. Yeah. Just sitting here and having a conversation. And how tired it makes you. Yeah. Yeah. And then trying to not just repeat the same things over and over again. Which we do. We do a lot. So I will. And I've made jokes about it. And it is a joke. But at the same time, there's a little truth to it. There are times that I get bored sitting here. I'm not going to lie about it. And I'm just like, oh, count. It's like I'm counting down the minutes. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm not a slot. I'm not trying to, you know, hurt anybody's feelings or, and I'm, I can be boring myself and I've bored myself plenty of times. It's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean anything by it. And you might yell at me later. It's fine. I'll ignore you. But there's those times. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God. Well, it's because whatever it's whatever the conversation is doesn't pique my interest, or I'm, or my or is it I'm having an off day, or is I got something else on my mind, 
where I'm like, or, man, I got a hundred things I got to do and I'm sitting here yeah. and, and I'm not trying to talk shit about the podcast. Don't think, I don't think that. No, we both have lives outside of this. Like we both I don't work, have time for yeah, anything. We, we both work Ooh. in the fire service and you I, fucking I fucked up. Fucked All up. right. So we'll just go ahead and make a spectacle of it. There you go. <laughs> for for those of you listening on an audio only platform, he his bitched wa- at me about that, <laughs> and I totally fucked it up on this one. <laughs> his water bottle has a carabiner attached to it, which makes a horrible racket that you probably yeah. just heard. Sorry. So I didn't. Dude, I didn't, I didn't do it, it on purpose. You know how much James used to yell at me for my shakers mm-hmm. that don't have a ball in it, but he insisted you could you hear could, it. I, I could hear it. There was yeah. there was ones where there was times you would have something in it. Yeah, the ball or or sometimes it got the little spring thing. Looking, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and you, you I'm like I can hear it. Yeah, but it never showed up on the podcast. It you go back and listen to it a hundred times, find that noise. Well, and there's times where yeah, is, is that gonna pick up? Maybe, maybe not. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't. Okay, now does it annoy you? Oh fuck yes, it annoys me. There you go. Or yeah. how many times have we hit these things? Or the guest has, or yeah, you slide your one of your bracelets across the table, or my watch, or yeah, you know, it's just a movement and like shit. Yeah. I thought I had the clearance, and yeah, most of the time, and ninety nine times out of a hundred, it does not pick up. Even when you hit the and you hit the mic stand, you're mentally exhausted. and You're not thinking about it. Yeah, and then when you get mentally exhausted, the physical part starts taking over. Yeah, well, and you know, to go back to what I was saying is. We work in the fire service, right? So we're 24 on, 48 off, unless we're working overtime. So it's 48 on, 24 off at that point. Or maybe it's four days straight. Who knows what we're doing? And then we come in here and sit down and try to have an intelligent conversation about usually pretty heavy subjects. You know, we're talking about depression, PTSD, um, suicide, all of that stuff, the mental health aspect of our job, and... That requires quite a bit of focus and energy. And if you're already in a sleep deficit, mm-hmm. you know, you're tired from being at work or... Well, the shift we had know, a few shifts ago. Yeah. I feel like I'm still recovering from. Oh, absolutely. I, I got up at 8.15 this morning and I meant to get up at 6 with my wife. I yelled at her, turn her alarm off and I was right back out. Yeah. I could not get up because I was so tired. Like I knew what I knew. I had to get up and eat. I had to work out. So now everything's pushed back. Yeah. And I'm not skipping my workout anymore. <laughs> I've, I've hit that mode of I've got to do it. Yeah. And I want to do it. And it was chest day. Oh, there you go. And nobody skips chest day. No. You're chest not, and arms. Yeah. I'm, I'm a dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can mean, notice a difference. Yeah. Even, even in my arm size. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's one of the things where whenever it becomes a priority for you, you don't skip that stuff. Because you have a goal, you yeah. have the discipline to keep doing I, it. I spent the money on the equipment at home, and it's not going to gain dust. Yeah. Not going to become a clothes rack? No. I set that room up. I, I cleared the bed out, the dresser that was in there, because it was a bedroom. It was mm-hmm. like, we used our guest bedroom, then we slept down there for months. So for my that first surgery I had, yeah. almost two years coming up. Two, yeah. It'll be two years in November. Since my first one. Yeah. And so I, I had to stay in there for three weeks because the stairs is easier to get to the basement than it was to get upstairs and to get out of the basement. I could be be away from the dogs. 
and it was a little quieter. It was cooler too. Yeah. And then it turned into, we just slept down there cause it was still easier cause the, the shower down there was easier for me to get in and out of for a while. Even, even after I was able to walk on both legs, which <laughs> so weak <laughs> and then did it again. So we got used to sleeping down there and then we have the dogs and one and a half of the dogs doesn't like the cat. <laughs> they try and one and a half. Yeah. So we have one that tries to eat her, uh-huh. one that follows uh-huh. sometimes. And then the German shepherd's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it's a cat, whatever. I got other things to do. So it was easier to stay down there and keep them separated. And then now we want the new bed. So we're back upstairs in our bedroom, but angle the mic down, but three years in three years in. All about consistency, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally tired. Yeah. But it's like, I, I could Willful disobedience. Yeah. So now my whole day is messed. Well, even last day, I sent you that text. Yeah. Like, hey, I just woke up running late. And what was yeah. like five minutes late? Five minutes later than I normally get there? Yeah. But to me, that's, that's fucking late. Yeah. Throws off my whole day. Yeah. I think that's... You and I have that same problem of if you're like, get up late in the morning... It does mess with, it takes mm-hmm. a while. And I honestly, man, I think that's one of the, those things that not necessarily a good thing. I mean, because you, that reflects a rigidity in your mind that you really need to, both of us need to work on that of being a little bit more flexible and, you know, being able to roll with the punches so I don't have a problem if things change that I don't have control of, but I have control of when I get up in the morning. Yeah. What time I get up in the morning? That's why I set multiple alarms. Yeah. But sometimes your body takes over. And it's like fuck off. Yeah. You're gonna sleep. Well, so then how how long do you let that affect your day? Is my point. It's usually around lunchtime. I start. I'm fine. Yeah. Because then I've, I've been, able, been able to still accomplish everything in the morning that I, I want and need to get done. I mean, it's five minutes, but not hearing the robot voice come over the radio. Yeah. I say, Hey, silent watch is over. In other yeah. words, time to get up. Yeah. Shift change is coming. Just messes with me. Always has. So like it didn't, those first couple of years it didn't. Yeah. And then yeah, I formed a habit. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like OCD. Yes. A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. Because I, I don't have it in everything. Well. Certain, th- certain things I do. That's so one of them. From my understanding volume, from, from OCD. <laughs> volume I do. <laughs> it's got to be even or a five. Yeah. <laughs> five is an honorary even number. <laughs> so from my understanding of OCD, it's not, most people don't have OCD about everything. It's about one or two things. Yeah. But here's the thing, it doesn't wreck my day. It just fucks me up for a little bit until I can write the ship. And basically, that's just getting my stuff back on the rig at the right time or when I get there. So basically, once I, once I arrive, I do the same thing. I bring my stuff in. I relieve the person I'm relieving. Check out my air pack. And then if it's a rig I've never been on, I'll go ahead and look over it real quick before I come back and do an in-depth one. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I know the people coming in have 
what they're going to do. I don't want to start up saws or fans or pumps early in the morning while people are still sleeping because I don't know what kind of night they had. So eight, about eight o'clock usually happens. Yeah. And by usually then the, the firefighters are already doing that. And so I kind of follow them around just, just watching. Yeah. You know, it's well, that's your job. And, but, but for me, it's also learning too. Not a truck guy. Or for those of you who don't know vernacular, a ladder guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but not a hook and ladder. That's a tiller rig. Yeah. But it's just it's, it's just a difference in things. Yeah. So I try not to step on their toes, let them do their job, and not mess with their day. That kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you combine all that stuff with then adding this on top of it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the schoolwork. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, I'm mad about that right now, too. It's fucking me up. So I do two different things, right? I had to write a paper mm-hmm. about the finance administration section with incident, within Incident Command. A bunch of questions I had to answer. Not a problem. I can do that in my sleep. The other was you were given a budget and you had to find $120,000 to take out for new, to reallocate money. And you justify your stuff. Had to be on a spreadsheet. Not a problem. The spreadsheet was given to you, so I'd have to create one. I had to highlight areas how much I was going to take out, and then where and why. So I didn't touch salaries. They stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff, like like I take out some stuff for prevention. Now, I'm all for fire prevention, but a lot of that stuff you can get from federal agencies for free. I didn't know that until I got hurt and spent some time in fire prevention. I was like, oh, okay. That's good to know. So if you can get free materials, then we don't have to allocate as much money going forward. Right, right. You're working off of grants and things like that. Yeah. Okay, so who's writing the grants for those things? Well, that wasn't part of the assignment. It was just, where are you going to pull them? You were proposing this budget. Okay. In the, in the class. So I get everything done. I go to submit it. Paper load's fine. The spreadsheet would not, no matter what I did, it wouldn't load. It would only load in a PDF form. What did you do to it? I don't know. All I did was download it, saved it. I mean, I even had my wife come in and look at it. She's like, I, I don't know. So I had to submit it. I, it's, I tried to do it with a link. I, I, I load it. I click on the link. It works. I submit it. Go to click on the link again after it's submitted. Not found. It's 30% of my grade. Ooh. So I'm like, now I'm mad. So I email the professor put put it put it in there or attach the excel form worked fine and now i'm in limbo waiting to hear back i mean it's just i'm i'm irritated when yeah. things don't work the way they're supposed to or if there's a special way to do it because of the program or the system you have that's fine but give me that information that i need to make sure i submit it correctly because I searched for over two hours, the entire school's website, I found nothing. Yeah, that's where. And of course, when I called, they were closed. Of course, it's a holiday. Well, because that's whenever all this shit happens. 
Yeah. We and, don't run automatic alarms at two o'clock on a Tuesday, generally. No. It's six o'clock on Friday night or it's three o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Yeah. I was just, I could feel my, and I, I remember Dr. Saz. Yep. I could feel my anger rising. I'm like, you don't have control. <laughs> it's not your, some of it's my fault. Yeah. I mean, should I have done the assignment earlier? Yeah. But it, at the same time, I have a life. Yeah. And sometimes you got to shift your priorities around. It's not like we weren't busy. Yeah, we had some things going on. You know, and then there's, and then it's not just work, it's your personal life too. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I mean, and here's the thing. I feel like in this day and age, societally, people are busier now than they've ever been with just stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I wonder at what point we're going to figure out that 99% of what we do is just bullshit. Like it doesn't matter. It's filler. Yeah. So, but why the urge to do all of this filler? So is it important to you? Does it, how does it make you feel? Is it a stress reliever? Does it make your sniffing the other happy? Yeah, but let's use you for an example, right? I'm a poor, poor example. But you are, you're what I would classify as what the normal, you know, many people have going on what you've got going on work, school, and extracurricular stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you got work. And you work a lot. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. That's fine. You know, people have always worked a lot. Typically, I think probably work more now than they did back then doing different things. Yeah. Right. I mean, how many second jobs did you have when we first came on? All of them. Yeah. I lost count. Yeah. I got forgot I've done things. Yeah. Like, oh, so, yeah. Oh. But then, so let's talk about your schoolwork. Do you really need that degree? The second one? How many degrees are, are enough? Is a bachelor's enough? Or do you really need that master's? So you need two masters. Like, and think about the time that you're investing in that. Okay, now on top of that, let's add all of your extracurricular stuff. Your motorcycle riding, you're doing the podcast, you're working out. I would say working out isn't really an extracurricular. That's more of kind of a daily mandatory need type thing. I think it depends on who you talk to on that one. It's an opinion based. I don't. Do I, do I think it's mandatory? I think it's mandatory. I I don't think that's opinion based. I think everybody should work out because you're going to be happier, healthier. This is all science based, by the way. If you don't look, you don't. If you don't agree, look it up. Fact check me. Go ahead. People that work out, yep, you live longer. You're in better shape. You have less persistent diseases. Less chronic. I think you're stuff. healthier overall. You're healthier overall. And that's just working out an hour a day. Yeah. And I think I'm up to like an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. With the cardio and stretching. And then you throw in supplementation, your vitamins, all of that stuff that we're not getting from the food that we used to get. Mm-hmm. So then you have less time off work, less time missing, I don't know, your vacation that you've been waiting for two years to go on. <laughs> Or longer. Those weren't my fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. I got hurt. 
multiple times. If you had been in shape, you wouldn't have got hurt. Mm. You would not have blown your shoulder out if you'd have been in shape. I almost would guarantee you a hundred percent. I think that. that I think that was a coming injury. But if you would have been in shape, I don't think it would have been what it was. And I think it would have been ten years later. Maybe. It's de- definitely a possibility. My hips were going to go. Also, I think if you'd have been in shape, your hips wouldn't have been an issue either. Not with the way my with the You're, bones were. And I get that, but carrying around an extra 150 pounds? It's not an extra 150. It's at like, least an extra 100. It's like 100, an extra 75. Because if you're going by the BMI scale, that thing's wrong. I'm not going by the BMI scale. You, at most, should weigh between 180 and 190. Yeah. At about, most. About 70, 80 pounds. Yeah. I'm telling you. I got on the scale. When I first started, I got on the scale. Okay. So, granted, 70, 80 pounds extra every day. That's mm-hmm. like just wearing your fire gear all the time. So, you're carrying an extra 70, 80 pounds anyway. Then add wearing your fire gear. So, how mm-hmm. much is that? That depends on the call. Yeah. So. Call another 70 pounds. Yeah. So, you're carrying an extra 140, 150 pounds. That's why I'm so strong. <laughs> I was working out every day. You just didn't want to buy into it. It's not the same, Chris. You know it. My heart rate was up. I don't know what you... <laughs> hey, fake news, bro. False narrative. But you get what I'm saying. No, like, you, you're you're putting your body... You are. ...in undue stress, which we do that as firefighters. Like, that's most of our job is our bodies are... We're putting our bodies through enormous amounts of physical and mental stress every day, all day long, you know... Like just going into a house fire, right? So it's hot in there. We're wearing this gear. Well, our gear has a vapor barrier in it. So basically how your body is supposed to cool itself is you sweat, the sweat evaporates, and it cools you down. Well, fire gear doesn't allow you to do that. So you sweat and it just stays on you. It doesn't cool you down. So you're dehydrating yourself and you're not cooling down. So now do that. That's bad enough whenever it's 50, 60 degrees outside. But if it's 90 degrees outside or 100 degrees outside and you're fighting a house fire. I think. I mean, you're you are setting yourself up. We don't use we don't utilize the rehab sector in the fire service like we should. Even that, man. That's an ego thing. I mean, even that, though. How long does it take somebody to recover and rehydrate from something like that? You're not talking hours. You're talking a day or more. Well, there's, and there's certain departments out there that, because of their climate, you get a fire, you go home. Right. That's absolutely true. My question would be, do they still do that? Because you know as well as I do, mm. with staffing shortages, those departments are not exempt from that. That's a good question. I don't know. So, but my, my point is we are stressing our systems constantly. And one way to help offset that a little bit to make you a little bit more resilient is to be in peak physical condition or at least as close as you can kind of get there. You know how hard it'd be to be in peak physical condition. Yeah, it's not easy. 
it requires work, but not as much no, as you think. I'm not even talking about that. But to have your the human body where it needs to be, like when you're when you're talking peak, you're talking top, mm-hmm. the very top, that, it, the best it can be. Mm-hmm. So, but that peak is different from every for everybody though. Yeah, so because I mean, not everybody can go play in the NFL. No. And not everybody can go play professional soccer. No, no, or, and, they, and they don't they don't cross lines. No, so it depends on what the peak is for you yeah. and for and what your goal is and all all yeah. this. So, it, so you really had to define that. Yeah. So okay. So for being a firefighter, peak physical condition, right? So what do we have to be able to do? We have to be able to lift moderate weight multiple times. We have to have cardiovascular endurance. We have to have muscular endurance. Not so much on the running, because we shouldn't be running for the most part. Hope not. <laughs> yeah, if we're running, try to keep up. <laughs> um, but whenever you add it, it's a very unique fitness set that you have to have. I wonder if that's been studied and if there's... So basically, the term basically a chart on it to where hey you should be meeting these benchmarks. So there are there's been several different studies that I've seen. Um, some of them I agree with, some of them I do not. Um, about exercises that are good for, like one I saw was like okay if you're a cop you should be doing this type of fitness, and if you're a firefighter you should be doing this kind of fitness, and if you're in the military you should be doing this kind of fitness. And I think, like, the idea behind that is very good, you know, because we all fall into that category of tactical athlete, for lack of a better term. However, the de- physical demands of those jobs are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, for the firefighter thing, I don't know. It seemed like they were concentrating more on like heavier weights and that kind of stuff, which I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but it leaves big, big holes in endurance. And like, um, like plyometric type stuff, like explosive stuff, which you kind of need depending on what job you're doing, because we don't all do, even in those subsets, not every firefighter is going to do the same job because we have pumpers, we have trucks. So what is a, guy on a pumper or an engine need right you got to be able to haul line okay so you that's your big job so right you've been on a pumper most of your career same mm-hmm. same with me so now you go to a truck yeah i mean you've been doing pumper workouts per the study mm-hmm. the entire time how are you gonna perform on that truck and how long is it gonna take you to get to where you need to be um it's gonna take you time it is that's why you need to do I think you need, you need to do a combination of things. There there has to be a combination of things. Like overall, you don't need to be a, being a bodybuilder or being a power lifter or something like is It's going to leave too many holes yeah. in your fitness. I'm not opposed to that if that's what you choose. If that's what you want to do, cool, man. At least you're working out. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But here's the thing. I have seen plenty of people who are gym heroes Mm -hmm. and they're the first people laid out in the front yard because they have no gas tank i definitely think having doing cardio is you have to extremely important 
Like that fucking douchebag on Instagram that pops up all the time. That V-Shred guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking crock of shit. Oh, I eat all the carbs I want. Yeah. Watch me, watch me pound this. And don't do cardio. Donuts. Yeah, no, I'm doing cardio. Like, you look like that because you're on all kinds of juice and you're 25 years old. That's why you look like that. It's not because your workout... And anybody who says this is the one workout that will work for everybody is full of shit. Yeah, you got Because you. that's not how it works. No. You got two perfect examples of that right here. You have a different body type than I do. Yeah, we were talking you, about that earlier. Yeah. If we both do heavy weight, I'm going to gain mass faster. Mm-hmm. But if we cut, you're going to cut faster. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cut in a different way. Yep. Because our bodies are different. I've always had the mass. I've never had the definition. Yeah. That's extreme. It's been extremely hard for me to do that. Yep. Fitness is just like, like I said last couple minutes ago, it's like music and art. Yep. It's different for everybody. You know, one thing is going to work for you and like therapy. One, one type's going to work for you. It's not going to work for me. Yep. One exercise is going to be great. You're going to get great benefits from it. I'm not going to get anything out of it. And my arms don't always bend the way they should. There's that too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you're going to do it like this. Well, I don't bend that way. So you got to figure out how to modify it mm -hmm. or figure out if you need to. Like, does this workout benefit me or does this particular exercise benefit yeah. me? You know, you know what the ones I have the most trouble with right now? What's that? It's my chest. Yeah. Because I don't, I got, you know, you, you engage the muscles, you squeeze them mm -hmm. and make them work. But I don't, I feel like I don't feel it. But so, I don't feel it in other parts either. Like, you know, it's like, so like when you do the incline chest yeah. with on the cable machine. Mm -hmm. So I can feel it, but not how I think I should. And maybe that's my the wrong way of thinking. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I can still tell that the chest muscles are doing most of the work. But that's the thing with exercising, you know, you, you think you're doing shoulders only. Eh, you're really not. No. You're using accessory muscles as yeah. well. So it's it's making sure you change your mindset, too, of when you work out that, hey, I, even though I'm working this group, this group's going to work, too. Yeah. Well, that's, I don't think there's any one exercise that you only work one specific muscle group. You're always working stuff around that muscle mm -hmm. group as well. So with your chest, you're always working your shoulders, your triceps. Your biceps, your forearms. Yeah, you work your biceps less with chest. You do, but it's still but there. It's still there, yeah. Especially like when you're doing the cable machine and you're working the under part of the booby. <laughs> Call it a pectoral muscle. <laughs> I, like, I just want to say booby. <laughs> so, but, you, you know, you're, you got your, your, you're still using your biceps. You're not curling them. It's just kind of more of a stabilizing right. workout. Yeah. Yeah. It's different for everybody. And that's caught. Nice. But I've enjoyed the working out again. Yeah, dude. There's so many benefits and there's so many mental benefits. I like it. looking in the mirror. I'm all sweaty. Because it's, it's one of those stupid things from back when I was a teenager. The more you sweat, the harder you worked. Yeah. And it's not actually, I know it's not 
totally true. Yeah. Because now you just sweat more. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's, so I equate it to this, of getting through doing a, a good workout, doing a, you know, doing something hard and the sense of accomplishment afterwards. That's where the sweat comes in. Yeah. That's me accomplishing, you know. Yeah. And it, it's something stupid, but it works for me. So I don't think it's stupid though, because that's one of those things of, you know, you kind of, you can equate that to like overcoming adversity. So that can build resilience. And then the next time that you've got to do something hard, it's no different. If you focus on, oh, well, this is just like that hard workout that I did. I've already done that. I know I can do it. So I'm going to do it. So like, you know, Dr. Saz was here, the, the negative speech can be a positive mm-hmm. and I would, I still get Jane saw me do it the other day. <laughs> so I'm trying to get her to, you know, use the equipment too. Yeah. And it's kind of an uphill battle, but yeah, what yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And I was on, so we bought the recumbent bike because that's what she wanted. And with her wrist and stuff like that, it's okay. I, I get it. We have to accommodate yeah. that. She had bones yeah. removed from her wrist. Yeah. So trying to figure out what she can do and what she can't do and not be hurt and all that. Cause I don't want her hurt her wrist anymore, have more bones taken out or lose function because that's a possibility. Yeah. And so I was on the bike and I was on like the, it was only on level six, but it, it's still, it's still pretty hard. It yeah. goes to 20, but I'm like six is still, so I'm, I'm, I'm working up, right? Yeah. So I was, I like the last two minutes and I was almost at eight miles. So I did the whole, you fat piece of shit, you can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Come on, I heard you fucking oinking earlier, <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. And she's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I got it, don't worry about it. <laughs> but it goes back to playing football and being and yelled at in the weight room or on the yeah. field when you're running and using that negative to motivate you to accomplish something positive. Yeah. I that's I still go back and forth on it, man, because I, I, I get still it. I that, still do it. I st- it's a personal preference. Yeah. It's Sometimes, what do you find motivation in? Yeah. And for me personally, it's situational. Because I've done I've done that myself. I've been on that fucking row machine. Yeah. And come on, pussy, do it. You know, two more minutes, two more minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I make the two more minutes and I'm like, nah, fuck that. Two more minutes. You yeah. know, we're going to. Oh, yeah. If I'm on the elliptical machine and yeah. counting down, like, oh, look, you're done in five minutes. And they're like, oh, no, you got five minutes left still. Yeah. You know. But then sometimes it's, you know. It's positive stuff that I say to myself. You know, you got this. Come on. You, this yeah. is no big deal. This is, you know, you've done this before. You've done more than this before. Mm-hmm. This oh, yeah, is I use the positive too. Yeah. So I think it's, it can be situational, you know. I, no, I'm not going to talk to somebody else like that. I think sometimes people need to be talked to like that. Situational. Again, I agree. Situational. But that goes back to that whole what we were talking about with Opie and what we've talked about previously on leadership of knowing your people and knowing what motivates them or how to motivate them. Mm -hmm. Because some people, that's how they respond to, you know, if they're a, you know, a former athlete and that's how they were coached and that's how they came up, then you can motivate them that Mm -hmm. way. You can say, hey, motherfucker, go do this. You got this, go do it. And they'll fucking go and move a house for you. Or you got somebody else that you can't talk to them like that. You got to go, hey, this is what we need to do. And, you know, let's go get this done. And they'll still go move that same fucking house for you. 
You just got to change your approach. Yeah. So it's kind of like playing baseball, and you're the batter. Okay. You got to be able to change with the pitches. You can't swing the bat the same way every single time. Now, your startup can be the same, how you get set, but the way you swing and your bat placement is all dependent on that pitch that's thrown. Is it going to be a fastball down the middle? Is it high on the outside? Is it low on the, on the inside? So you have to adjust. And then everybody throw a curve or a sinker. You know what I mean? It, it, it just it varies. Yeah. That's a good analogy. I just came up with that. Yeah. It just hit me. Yeah, <laughs> it's fuck, baseball man. season. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. Nelson for the win. Sometimes you're the bat, sometimes you're the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and you ruined it. <laughs> 36 minutes in. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh what? It's about dinner. Uh-oh. I got to respond to that one. Hang on. Okay. 6 p.m., please. It's that. I don't know what she's making. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know what we're making either. Some with chicken. I know that. Yeah. Same for us. So. I like chicken. Yeah. Oh, cool. She said yes. Good. Um. I'm listening. I'm just saying thank you. Oh, you're good, man. That was just kind of going to segue into diet a little bit. That's a struggle. That's a struggle for everybody. And part of it is the food that we have now, be it the chicken or the other, the vegetables even, like, we're not getting the same amount of nutrients that mm-hmm. we used to. But if you can even go a step beyond that and talk about cost. It is way more expensive to eat healthy than it is to eat like shit. See, and I honestly, I'm going to disagree with you right there. That's fine. Because it is cheaper to go to the store and buy natural, like antibiotic free you know free range blah 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 whatever chicken breast and some broccoli and a thing of rice than it is to go to McDonald's for two people and if you don't you're talking about going when you're talking about restaurants yeah McDonald's is stupid expensive (laughs) especially when you live in an urban environment yeah and a lot of that's based in taxes which you're going to pay for as a consumer but we don't talk about that yeah it's like people forget that, hey, businesses don't pay taxes. You pay their taxes. Yes. And if you don't think you are, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's why whenever taxes get raised, prices of things go up. Or when wages get increased, prices go up because they're not going to eat that cost. Yeah. If they made a million dollars last year and they had to pay more in taxes and more in salaries, they're going to try and make a $1.5 million this year. Bottom line, yeah. after all that stuff. So you're, you're going to pay more for that McDonald's cheeseburger. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But when you start looking at, so like the, what you're talking about, like the natural chicken, mm-hmm. compared to 
a, a package of, I don't even know what other chicken's called, just whatever. Just regular just chicken. chicken. That package of regular chicken gives you a lot more for the same amount of money. So true for you to buy a week's worth of chicken, naturally, it's going to cost you more than it would be to buy the cheaper, the non-healthy stuff, I guess we'll, we'll, call, it, we'll call it that. Well, the stuff that was raised with antibiotics yeah. and all of that stuff in it, and, and all the hormones. So that, that starts cutting into your budget and all that. And that's what makes it more expensive. And when you're talking people who are already living paycheck to paycheck, which is most Americans, they, you got to make some cuts. So what are you going to cut? Well, so, and on that tip though, I don't know how much you've traveled have you ever traveled to Europe? Mm-mm. Okay. I've been to Mexico. That's it. Okay. And so, that was expensive. That was expensive. <laughs> Stupidly expensive. That was expensive. Yeah. So, but I will tell you this. So, in other places around the world, right? So, if you go to a restaurant, go to a restaurant here and compare the portion size. Yes, we over portion. I fully agree with that. We do that at home as well. Yes, because you're, so, you're accustomed to it, and that's what you're seeing. Yeah. And then to change that perception of how much food you actually need yeah. is very difficult. Yep. Because and you don't, you're seeing that now yeah. with your portions. And of, I don't feel full until about 10 minutes later. Yep. And then I'm like, shit. Yeah. So do you really need that 12 ounces of chicken? No, but when or, I need a steak, I need the 24. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what the porterhouse comes in and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you will get no argument from me. I I enjoy uh, at least that big of a steak. So, so like, Jane wanted to go out to to a steakhouse for her birthday. That's what we did. Yeah, and I was like, I can do something there. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a steak. So I kept looking. I'm like, man, it's only like a dollar more to get the twelve ounce over the eight ounce. Yep. Come on. See, yeah, but that's the thing of... But I didn't eat the sweet potato because it tasted like ass, and I like sweet potatoes. It was terrible. And they're mixed vegetable. I ate like half of it, and I was choosy on what I ate, so getting the 12 ounce actually probably helped me. Right. And it's 12 ounces of protein. Yeah. So and like the roll, I had half a roll. Yeah. But my, my point is, so we overeat, so if you would just... Not eat that twelve to yeah. whatever ounces of the bad chicken. Just eat the six ounces that you should probably be eating anyway. Yeah. So like when I'm and look, it's not that it's a much less big of a deal. It is. So like when you look at it, so you you take eight ounces raw and you cook it. It's now six ounces cooked because you're going to lose two ounces when you when you cook it. Didn't know that. Mm, yes. I, I wouldn't aware of that. So I'm yeah. like, oh, that makes it easier. So now I'm going to throw all this shit together and cook 15 chicken breasts or whatever. Not that I'm just throwing a number out there. Yeah. And then you make your lunches for the week. So now it makes it really simple to weigh out your six ounces. Yeah. And I like mine shredded. And they got a sugar-free barbecue sauce, which actually isn't bad. I was like, oh, this is good. I was surprised. Like, I'm going to try it, but I'm hesitant. But it was actually good, and I like the I like it better than the other seasonings. And really, when you start, like, so it got us into reading the, the packages of everything now. <laughs> yep. 
And even so, like if you buy the pre-mixed seasonings, like the whole rub is together. Yeah. It's a lot different than creating your own. Yeah. It's like, that's a big, okay. You start like, okay, it's got all this stuff in it. So I start looking, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at these. I'm like, the fuck, man. Yeah. What are you putting in here to make it's, it's this stuff? And you know, you're, you're 10,000 sodium milligrams of sodium. I'm yeah. just throwing numbers out. Yeah. But it's a lot more. And the carbs, I'm like, I don't get it. So perfect example of that. So even so, when I smoke something, I'd make my own rub now. Nice. Good job. It's healthier. So we did, I'm not going to name the companies, but we had one meal prep service or not meal prep, but you know, they send you the, the, delivery, the yeah. delivery stuff, right? And you make the meal, right? So we had one, kept having problems with them, just delivery issues and stuff would come or it would sit on the fucking FedEx truck for two days and be ruined oh. by the time it got here. So we'd have, you know, no food or whatever. So it was what it was. So we switched to a different company. So the first company that we had, every time we'd cook something, it would be like, add this much salt, add this and this. And then like, it would come with like four or five different seasoning packets that you're using. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we get this other company and it comes with like one like add salt if you want probably shouldn't like and so we started eating it and stuff and we're like wow this tastes just as good if not better mm -hmm. it's we over season and over portion our food here yes like to to an extreme and i've been very diligent in the last few weeks about not doing that and even at the station i've done i'd give myself a b plus there's been some days where there's not as good as others. And that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, we worked Father's Day. One of the guys' wife and kids brought up cookies. I ate that cookie, and it doesn't count because it's Father's Day. <laughs> it's like a Christmas cookie. Don't count. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, and so here's the thing. But you got to, I think you got to have that stuff too. The idea that you're going to just be on this certain diet. And this is the only thing that you're going to eat forever. And this is what you have to do, blah, blah, blah. That is so unrealistic. And mm -hmm. I think that's where most people fail with like trying to get in shape and, you know, trying to eat a healthy diet and all that stuff is because they don't give themselves any type of slack. I mean, perfect example. Look at Dwayne Johnson. That's a hell of a cheat day. <laughs> yeah, but he has a cheat day every week where he eats whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Well, you, and We've all got a sweet tooth. Yeah, but he goes to the gym. There are certain things that he doesn't compromise on. He works out every day. Mm -hmm. He eats healthy six out of seven days. But if he has a drink or if he has a cookie or if he has seven banana French toast pancakes covered in glazed donuts with a mound of six pounds of bacon. That's okay. Because what he's done leading up to that. Mm -hmm. And what he's going to do the following week. Yeah. It's. So I have, I have my days where I won't eat as good as I want. Sundays are a good example at the station. Yeah. So like, Saturdays and Sundays are rough days at the fire station. If you didn't know that to be like eating healthy and stuff, because typically oh. Saturdays are Mexican days where we're going to have fajitas. We're going to have enchiladas. We're going to have salsa. We, if we do fajitas, that's fine. 
because mm. I can make I can make that work. Right, but my point is, we're gonna have a whole bunch of very heavy, heavy food both yeah. those days because Sunday is Italian day. Yeah, it's the so, pasta, and I love yeah. pasta. So, like we did chicken parm the last Sunday we worked. Yeah. Did you notice what I ate? No, I wasn't paying attention. It was a grilled chicken breast. Oh yeah, I did see that. I was actually I was gonna say something about that. Yeah, he, he grilled me a chicken breast instead of frying it. Yeah. All I did was ask, or I didn't even I didn't even really I just asked him how he was gonna make make it. He's like, oh, that's right. You're doing, you're trying to eat better. Do you want me to grill yeah. it? I'm like, I would love that if you don't mind. I'll grill it if you want me to. Yeah. But, you know, people who cook or the cook. <laughs> yeah. I was so. going to give you shit about that, about being the floater and just messing the shack up. And then I didn't. See, I still pay my, even when I wasn't <laughs> eating in the shack, I still paid my money. Oh, yeah. Because I am not a shack breaker. Yeah. Just because I'm doing yeah. my own thing doesn't mean I can, I need to inconvenience anybody else. That's something that I would like to touch on. Just briefly, if you are new into the fire service and you happen to stumble on this podcast and this episode in particular, one of the most important things about the fire service is sitting down at the kitchen table and eating together and being in the shack, or even if you're not going to be in the shack, right? You're going to, you're on a, a special diet or, you know, you're, Let's say you're into mixed martial arts and you got a fight coming up and you're cutting weight or you're in the bodybuilding and you're, you know, whatever the case may be, or you have a health issue that you can't eat certain things and you just bring your own food. That's fine. Sit down at the kitchen table when everybody else does and eat your food at the same time. It, it builds that camaraderie. It totally, it's <clears throat> one of the most. It takes rank out of, out of the equation. Yeah. There's no rank in the cook shack. None. Yeah. I don't care if you're a brand new one day firefighter or a 30 year deputy chief. When it comes to Cook Shack, we're all equal. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest bonding moments that you're going to be able to have. Yeah. Outside of doing, you know, training or all the other stuff that we do, that is one thing where it's super important for everybody to sit down together. And it's something that I've seen recently kind of going on the way out it's getting lost in some places now there were a few days when lunch was made late and i'm like i I gotta eat because i'm starving and i know part of you know three hours yeah and i'm like i gotta i you know i start feeling it like i gotta eat but now i don't get up because i'm done i still sit there with everybody else and wait wait for them to finish and let's go do dishes yeah so, just take that as a little tip. And still put your money in the cook shack. That's a that's a me thing. Yeah. That's just me. But I did the same it, thing. It's but... hard. It's hard enough to feed everybody at a fire station when not everybody's in. Even though it's only 10, 15, 20 bucks, whatever it is, that still creates a big hole in the budget. Yeah. On the other side, that's I a, see that's a that's a me opinion and if you don't want to, that's fine it's between you and your crew. It's I just see a me thing. I see both sides of that. I do too. I mean, because I did it whenever I was fighting and cutting weight, I still mm-hmm. put my money in the shack and brought my own food. But I can see how people would go, well, you know, I only make this much money. I've got get it. blah, blah, blah. I get if it. If I'm providing my own food, why should I spend 20 bucks here? I get it. I, I get that. I'm just saying. But then against the cook shack rules of if you're out, you're out. You might not ever get back in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So. And I'm 100% for that, too. If you're just out because you don't like onions, <laughs> fuck you then. You know what? Jane hates onions. She still cooks with them. Just picks them out. Yeah. Because they add a lot of flavor. I do not like raw onion. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of raw. Cooked is fine. Yeah. So, like, anytime, like, we'll have, like, chicken salad or, you know, something yeah, like that. The side. I try to pick them out as much as I can. But like, I don't go, hey, make me a separate bowl. Yeah, I'll eat around what I don't like. Yeah. Because everybody has stuff they don't like. You just put it together, make it, and then. I'm not a huge fan of asparagus. Um, I will eat it. I like asparagus if it's prepared the way that I like it. It still kinda, has to be crunchy. If it is overcooked. Oh, it's all soggy. and Yeah. yeah. If you pick it up and it just goes, I'm out. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm not going to eat it. I just won't put it on my plate. Yeah. Or I know there's people that like beets. I hate beets. I just don't take them. Not a big deal. Dude, were you at the station whenever um, our former medic was uh, making all the juices and he used beets? Mm-mm. Wow. This stuff, like, you think your pre-workout lights you up? Whatever he put, like, it was like beets and oranges and, like, all of the stuff. Dude, you want to talk about, I got the same, that niacin flush. I mean, it was ridiculous. Ass. And then it turns your pee a little bit red, which was disconcerting. I figured, I figured it'd be like colon blow or something. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't do that. But, yeah, it. Uh, I went to the bathroom, started peeing, and it was like pink. And I was like, hey, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he goes, that's uh. normal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I got to go. Yeah. No. No. Oh. But it's, de- it's definitely hard to eat healthier on shift, especially in a big house. It is, man. And, you know, you never pasta know. Pasta goes a long way. Yeah. Certain things are cheap, and they feed a lot of people. And that's kind of what you're looking for. And I think that's why the diet at a firehouse is the way it is. Because you're on a budget. You only have so much to work with, and you got to feed one to two meals, depending on, or three, depending on how your department is, or your station or whatever. So now you're looking at cheaper stuff, things that can go further, things that can be saved. And I'm I'm not against leftovers, but at the same time, I am. <laughs> um, well, the problem with leftovers in the fire station, especially if you work a 2448, is those leftovers are sitting there for three days. Yeah. But that fridge isn't being opened. You think. You hope. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> What's the odds of that actually happening? I don't know. I've never seen anybody get into somebody else's fridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look, it is, it's one of those things where, and you see crews starting to do it a little bit better now. I think more people are more self-aware and yeah. more conscious of the... Yeah, eating right. You're starting to see a lot more salads, mm-hmm. which I'm not a huge. I like salad. I mean, I like salad too, but I'm not a proponent of that being a health food. I'm just not because most people drown it in crazy fucking salad dressing anyway, or yeah, you, they you put all kinds at, of crap in it that's not healthy. I mean, you really got to look at your salad dressings before, like your recommended um, serving. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, and I can't stand the taste of lettuce by itself. Right. 
It doesn't taste like anything, so I don't know why you're bitching. It just it seems to me it's got a taste. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, a couple bites and then I'm done. If there's no dressing on it, but the, but you got to be aware of how much dressing you're putting on your stuff. Yeah. Or do the fork trick where you just dip it in your dress your cup of dressing and that's your. Yeah. And even that can be shitty. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of flavor there. But anyway. But with that being said, I think we're doing a better job about being a little bit more health conscious. You know, like yesterday, Jane made, she wanted comfort food. So she made chicken noodle soup over mashed potatoes or her homemade chicken. This damn thing keeps moving. So she made homemade chicken noodle soup and put it over mashed potatoes. Now, I love that. But knowing what I know, and so now you've got noodles and you have mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's a lot of starch. So I didn't eat all the mashed potatoes. I ate about a quarter maybe. But I ate all the noodles because I like those noodles. (laughs) 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 And more chicken than... Now, I wish she would put carrots and stuff in it, but she doesn't. Or celery. That's her recipe. That's what she likes. She's cooking. Yeah. Whatever. But I'm just more aware of what I'm eating and how much of it I'm eating. Yeah. Well, and I think ultimately that is the the biggest thing is just the amount. Yeah. And like I said, as Americans, we eat way too much. We are the fattest nation in the in the world by far. Yeah. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day and they're saying like over 50% of our youth is obese. Like, and I've heard Tim Kennedy talk about it, about, you know, recruiting for the military. You know, we would would change our BMI index to add muscle mass in there. We'd get to about 48%. (laughs) Anyway. You know I'm right about that chart. Well, yeah, no, the the BMI is stupid. It's been stupid since it was inception. Because not everybody fits a standard plan. No. Just, Just like when you look at clothes. Yeah. Not everybody who wears an extra large or a double extra large has the same body type, so it fits differently. Yeah. Pants are the same way. But here's what we can't agree on. Morbidly obese is morbidly obese. Yeah. Everybody knows a fat person when they see them. Yeah. And the the point that I was making was that most, like, that was the big thing, and this has been several years going, about the Army, like, people trying to sign up, but they can't because they're Basically, they're just too fat. What do you think happens at basic training? <laughs> Not to that extent, dude. I'm talking about like they're just, they don't meet any of the standards to, for even entry standards. Yeah, that's a problem. And like they're just not getting the qualified applicants. Well, I think some of that too is the digital stuff. TVs, game, gaming, the, the gaming consoles, the I being mean, inside, everything we're doing is online now where you don't see. So eat, my, my brother lives in a smaller town now in a neighborhood, a lot of kids, mm-hmm. but you don't see a whole lot of kids outside. Now his, the ones across the street are, that's because they've about been speed bumps a few times <laughs> and I'm going slow, like five miles an hour because I know they're there and they're on their bikes and they're doing the pedal thing where they're looking back behind them and like, Hey man. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of the street. Control your kids here. Yeah. Like I'm all four kids playing. I'm very aware they're there. So I go slow in the neighborhood. 
I'm always scanning, looking for balls coming out in the middle of the street, a kid chasing it. But you don't see it like you used to, like when we, like when I was a kid. Yeah. I know you grew up in the country, so you don't. Yeah, I don't count. So, but, you know, in, our, in the neighborhood when we grew up, we were, sun was up, you're outside. All summer long. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely. Even in the rain. Get kicked out of the house. Go yep. sit in the garage. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, it's one of those things with society that you got to wonder where we're headed, and how many of these like chronic surrogates. That's where we're headed. <laughs> these chronic health issues that are related to this stuff, like diabetes and heart disease and all of this stuff. Like in twenty years, what's it going to look like? Because it's already pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So not just a weight issue, but what is our food doing? Yeah. How many skinny people have you seen with diabetes? Because I'm seeing more and more of it. Yeah. And kids. Yeah. 18, 19 year old. It's like you shouldn't be diabetic. Yeah. Now some of that is, there there are those ones that are born with it and it's genetic and I get that. But a lot of it is diet based. Yeah. I think. I don't have any scientific data to back it up. It's just a perception. So, um, that podcast that I was watching talked about that about you know the vaccines and like how the you know the schedule of vaccines that you have to get to go to school right mm-hmm. so it used to be apparently like back in the forever the 60s 70s whatever it was like five vaccines that you had to get before they let you go to school now it's over 72 see i don't remember getting that many vaccines well we didn't because it didn't start until 87, 88, because they passed a law in 86 or 89, something like that. So it's it started whenever we were about 10 years old. I don't even remember Ben getting that many vaccines. Um, I know the one, I know the big one that he got that I didn't was chicken pox, and I disagree with that. Yeah. So that MMR vaccine, it, that's a whole other thing. So, But apparently these vaccine manufacturers were getting sued because people were having adverse reactions. So they basically went to the president, Reagan, at the time and said, look, if you don't change the law to where you make us exempt from getting sued, we're just not going to make vaccines anymore because it's costing us too much money. So they changed the fucking law. And in the law, it said vaccines are, what was the wording that they used? Something like inherently dangerous. Or, like, there's inherent risk in using them. Yeah. Right? That, that sounds yeah. like something and, would write. Yeah. And not effect Like, inherently dangerous and potentially, potentially not, un, not, not effective. effective. Right? Yeah. So, when they came out with the COVID vaccine, what did they say? It's safe and effective. But it's a vaccine. And vaccines are inherently unsafe and ineffective. It's not a vaccine. That's what they called it. I know. They're wrong. I know they're wrong. It's a flu shot. It's a temporary shot. Yeah. So you would need need a booster every six months or three months or. Yeah. Well, we don't have to get into all that, but yeah, so it changed. So right about the time, all of these companies started manufacturing all of these vaccines for these just random things that really weren't a problem before. 
now all of a sudden, sudden you start seeing celiac disease is super common. Gluten allergies, peanut allergies. Like all I don't of remember these. anybody having a peanut allergy when I was in school. No, me either. Not a one. Yeah. No, I can't bring peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Yeah. And I can't eat it because they've got an allergy. Yeah. Oh. So. Well, guess what? I have an allergy to idiots. <laughs> so, but that's what, and again, this is on the Joe Rogan podcast with Robert Kennedy Jr. He's talking about all this stuff, how accurate it is. I haven't read all of the papers and all this stuff. I just know what but I've seen. I, I know anecdotally what I've seen. I didn't grow up with anybody that had a peanut allergy. There's like six kids in your school. There's like seven. So, I mean, that's a pretty good sample size, right? Well, for a government study, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You, you definitely overshot by about five people. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... So the correlation that they were making, and some really smart scientists that wrote a lot of papers, there's plenty of papers on it, that this is when the uptick started. Because these vaccines were actually causing what they were supposed to be preventing. And they knowingly put mercury in these vaccines, but it's the good mercury, which there's no such thing. But they were saying that it was good because it disappears from the bloodstream after seven days. That's undetectable. But what they didn't find out later or until later, whenever they actually did a study with mice, was that the mercury doesn't leave the body. It crosses the blood-brain barrier and stays in the brain, hmm. which in turn causes autism and Tourette's and all kinds of other mental issues. So then they took the mercury out and replaced it with aluminum, which does the same fucking thing. Huh. Now, again, read the papers for yourself. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying there's data out there to support that claim. And ultimately, what I'm saying is be careful what you put in your body. Yeah. It'd be inter inter interesting to read. Yeah. I would like to read the studies that he cited. And so really kind of. Maybe Joe Rogan will put it in the links in it. Links in the uh, show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's. And the stuff, the like the stuff that we're exposed to. That's like the last episode where I was talking about cancer and all that mm -hmm. stuff, dude. It's just we are exposed to so much stuff that the normal people are not exposed to and the gear that we wear now the washington post just did an article mm -hmm. about how fire gear causes cancer again it's the it's the pfos it? yeah the chemical they use to make it water yeah retardant yeah yeah so so what are we gonna do yeah so i mean we are literally just surrounded by it all the time at a higher level than everybody else. I so mean, it's no wonder that learning about cancer as a kid, I'm like, yeah. And like one of my grandmas died of cancer when I was young. I was or did she die with cancer? No cancer. Got her. <laughs> <laughs> it was cancer. <laughs> cancer definitely caused her death. So I was tw uh, 20 when she died. And I pretty much 
And then, of course, that brought up the whole family history. Yeah. And all that and going through things like, oh, so I'm going to die cancer or heart disease. One of the two. Yeah. And, I mean, some of that stuff is preventable, the heart disease and stuff. There are things you can do to lessen your chances with that, getting in shape, eating a good diet, not having too much sodium, that kind of stuff. Finding a different job. Finding a different job, not being so stressed. I mean. I don't know. Have you seen society? I'm pretty stressed. Yeah. But there are things you can do, but there are also, there's things like you guys were talking about of, oh, the 30 year old out jogging that just dropped down dead. Oh, things. There are the anomalies. That's, that's a the DNA thing. That is a 100% DNA thing. Some some defect they had probably in their heart and they didn't know about. Yeah. And that was, there's things that we just don't know about the body. And it doesn't even have to be their heart. It could have been an artery. Yeah. Could have had a weak spot. Yeah. I mean, just, there's a number of things it could be. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what age you're at. Yeah. But I do think if you, try, you know, taking care of yourself at a young age and doing that your whole life, it will... Give you the it will give you better odds to live a longer life. Absolutely. I mean, but don't skip out on that fried Twinkie every once in a while. Yeah, enjoy the little things in life. Because yeah. when you're standing in front of the pearly gates and St. Peter's, like, "Hey, man, you ever had a fried Twinkie? They're fucking delicious." And you're like, "No, I never had one." He's like, oh, "You're an idiot. Get out." <laughs> <laughs> the conversations in your head sometimes uh, <laughs> astound the fuck out of me. <laughs> Sometimes I have some uh, downtime where I just zone out and ruminate. I'm just like, and I'm like, I, all of a sudden I come back. And I'm like, the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right, man. Look, you got to enjoy your life, right? And like I was saying earlier, you can't be on this like super strict, you know, diet, super hardcore workout regimen, super dialed in. Like, now you can take a of- month or two or two months or three months, whatever it is. It has to be sustainable. Yeah. So you you can do that for a little bit. If you're especially if you're training for something or you're trying to get to a level. Yeah. And then start slowly incorporating the other stuff back in where you maintain. Yeah. Well, you and I both know and you're gonna have there's individuals you go that would completely disagree with us because you gotta stay hard. Yeah. Douchebag. So which yeah. I mean I get it. Like, if that's what works for you, man, you cool. Know, if, you, if you have a goal in life, like if you want to do the bodybuilding competitions yeah. and you have that look and you're that big, okay, I get it. But at some point in your life, you're not going to be that guy anymore. Yeah. And you can't just fall off the deep end. If you've eaten a certain way for a long time, mm-hmm. you just, ah, today I think I'm going to eat like 17 Oreos. Mm-hmm. And you continue that, that's not going to end up good for you. Because your body, no, body doesn't know how to handle it. Sean Kemp. Did you see him like five Mm-mm. years after he retired? Mm-mm. Holy shit. You know, I mean, he was lean, trim. Oh, yeah. Super badass. But that motherfucker looks like the monster that ate Sean Kemp. <laughs> I haven't seen Michael it. Jordan. Yeah, he gained some weight. He, you know what he said he was going to, though? Yeah. He wanted the gut. He, Why? Because he's been in such... he's. The way he's trained his entire life, he just wanted to relax and gain a little bit of weight. Yeah, but still. I mean, but, guys that are that size, that is super not healthy. That last picture I saw of him wasn't too bad. I saw Kevin James lost 100 pounds. 
Man, that dude's a yo-yo. He's up and down all the time. He's got the money to be able to pay the trainers mm-hmm. and the dietitian and the yeah. chefs. But yeah, I mean, you see these athletes who are in top physical form, you know, peaks of their sports, and you see them five years after they retire, and they are have just exploded. And you also see athletes that go well, they're to, not moving the way they used to, and not right, training the way but they're they used still to. eating the same way. Yeah. Then again, you see guys who do the opposite thing, like the he was the offensive lineman for the Ravens. Um, can't remember what his name was. I I just but saw a picture of him. He was three twenty, three thirty, or something while he was playing. He weighs like two fifteen now, yeah. and is completely fucking shredded. And he did that within like two years of quitting. Of retiring from well, the NFL. Now your diet changes. Like the coaching staff has you on, or not, or not the coaching staff, but the dietitians and the workout people. Yeah. Okay. They're well, to be some. an offensive lineman, you have the the perception is, and what the game has turned into is, you have to be three hundred pounds. Yeah, you got to be a beast. Yeah. And whenever you retire and you don't have to be that way, then don't fucking stay that way. That's the other end of the spectrum. But yeah. my the what I'm talking about though is people who will, you know, they stay in this great physical shape for you know, I mean, think about it. Most of these athletes retire in their 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30s, 40s. Yeah, 30s, early 40s. So then they retire and they're fat tubs of shit by the time before they're 50. What is that doing? And also, the, look at the beating that you've already put your body through. And now you're going to add being overweight to that. You're setting yourself up for a really, really hard time in retirement. Same thing with being a firefighter or a cop. If you keep yourself in shape while you're on the job, don't let it go when you retire. Keep that momentum. Keep working out. No, once, once you get there, it's just maintaining. Yeah. And staying and not just going to work out and sit on the couch for the next 12 hours. Yeah. Although I do have those days. Oh, I have those days a lot. I've been watching SWAT lately. Not a bad show. A little political sometimes for me. Um, Let's see. I just finished Justice League Unlimited. I've been on a cartoon kick. But I don't know mm-hmm. why. It happens. So, well, no. I do know why. It's all started with the fucking Clone <laughs> Wars. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're, they're adult cartoons. Yeah. So, I watched that, and then I just... Oh, I did finish The Mandalorian, which was I thought was really good. This was really good. I haven't watched that yet. The third season. Yeah. It's good. I like it. It was better than season two, for sure. I don't know. The ending of season... Oh, season one, wasn't it? With Luke. Uh, Yeah, I think that yeah. was season one. Season two was kind of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of Grogu not being a Jedi. Yeah. I get it, though, because if he would have stayed, he wouldn't have been in the show. Yeah. I get that. So. Still sucks. Yeah. Just bring Luke in. See what he was doing. (laughs) And we'll see all his adventures. Well, maybe they'll do a show. They're supposed to. I read an article about it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. 
I want a Vader show, just showing him being a badass, fucking up planets and people. And yeah, there was talk of them doing that too, but I don't think they're going to. Disney's in such disarray right now. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel has pushed back um, the start of the new Avenger stuff. Yeah, like they're, the they're, whole year they're kind of in limbo. There, some of their movies, I guess, have been crap. Yeah, well, Ant Man was ever since Endgame. There've been a lot of they almost went DC. It's swing and miss. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably were just a little bit whenever they started doing all the TV shows and all that stuff. It I just think went too thin. Yeah. So, in which I liked a lot of the TV shows. I did like Black Adam, though, DC. Um, swing and miss. See? I, I, I thought they did good. I thought the the premise was good. I thought The Rock was good in it. Um, but I think... I liked Shazam. I haven't uh, seen the second one yet. I liked the second one. Um, but I think it was just... Every DC movie seems like it's just off. You know, like, I don't know if it's the editing. It's not really the acting because I don't think the acting is bad in any of them. Mm-hmm. Except for in the Black Adam movie, the dude that was playing. Uh... Oh, there was two. Aldous Hodge, I don't think, did a great job as Hawkman. I think he did OK. It was all right. But I think I've seen him do better in other roles. I wasn't a fan of uh, Pierce Brosnan either in that one. Um, he was just okay. He was okay as Dr. Fate. I the, think the kid, I wasn't a fan of the kid, the kid that's who I'm or not. No, not the young kid. Yeah. Like, the young kid that was, yeah, him. I give kids a pass on those kind of movies. It kind of seemed like it was his the kid, first, the kid that played, um, the Adam, um, the one that could like get bigger, you know who I'm talking about? You talking about Shazam or Black Adam? No, I'm talking about Black Adam. You know, the one that could turn into a giant. He was basically like the Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That guy was okay. not a fan of that kid. Like Yeah, something didn't, about him. Didn't like his acting in the part. Like he just missed it. His all of his lines were fucked up. Like I just his delivery wasn't quite right for me. Um but like the premise of the movie is good. The CGI was fine. Just they didn't put it together. Well, I think the rocks. I think no, the rock did fine. Like I, I like the rock, but it's a little too angry, maybe. So, but that's that character. Yeah. If you're familiar with that character, he he is angry, but he's got a, he's got his own code of justice. I mean, he's the anti-hero. Sometimes, so, sometimes he's a good guy. Sometimes he's a bad guy. It just depends on how you your point of view. My recollection of the comic books, he's always been a villain. He never was an anti-hero. Black Adam is a fucking villain. I think, I think it depends on how you read it. Okay. Agree to disagree. So it's just like with countries, we we see the U.S. for the most part as a good guy. Because right. we're American. Yeah. Talk to another country. We're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. 
It's all perception. From a certain point of view. That's right. Is Superman a good guy or a bad guy? Superman's a good guy, and if you say anything different, you're un-American. Is he? Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? What if he lives in Russia? Or China, or... He's you know. flown to China to help people. And to Russia. I mean, he's rescued people yeah. he, he threw in those countries. missiles into the, into the sun. Yeah. And created somebody. Kind of makes him a bad guy. He didn't create... That was a Lex Luthor plot. Yeah. That wasn't Superman's fault. But if, but if he didn't throw the nukes into the sun, that guy never would have been created. If they hadn't launched the nukes, or if he hadn't been trying to make the world a better place, what you're saying. So you're talking about unintended consequences now. But he can be perceived that way from a certain point of view. Batman. He's a dick. Bat- but it's so, his own code. So let, let's... You know what I mean? Batman has unresolved childhood trauma. <laughs> he needs fucking therapy. That's he what... There. He got therapy from the League of Bad Guys. <laughs> he was trained as an <laughs> I can't remember the, the name of it. Nanda Parbat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the League of Assassins. League of Assassins, yeah. yeah. You got help. Yeah. No. God, there's so much, dude. We could go down the fucking rabbit hole on Batman and mental health. But to some people, he's great. To some people, he's not. Well, he's a vigilante, yeah. right? Or at least that's the perception of him. But he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah. I just saw an SNL skit about it. Have you seen it? No. So it was just a, it was on TikTok. It was just a clip. And basically, it was Bruce Wayne was, I guess he was giving out food. They didn't show that part. And everybody who was there was a minority, and they were bitching about how Batman's an asshole, <laughs> and and beating up, like breaking their jaws and hanging them from their underwear like a gargoyle. <laughs> but I mean, where it was, it was funny. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, then I, I start thinking about it. I'm like, goes back to that certain point of view. I'm like, okay, okay, I I can see what they're what they're saying. See, I don't see that though, because it's not because always... the only pe- the only people that would consider him a bad guy would be so like if you're a cop and you're a good cop and you're all about law and order, then you don't want citizens taking the law into their own hands, which which is what he's done. Basically, yes and no. He goes and beats up people and captures them and captures them and lets the cops come. Take exactly. Them away. Now, if you if you do something illegal. Mm-hmm. But the cops didn't catch you do it, uh-huh. and there's no proof of it. So then we're just so no. How, all it so, takes all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men yes, to do nothing. I get that, but that's the whole so premise. Gotham is in the United States, and we have laws and we mm-hmm. have rights. Yes. So this guy comes out of nowhere and beats the shit out of me, ties me up. Mm-hmm. Now I get my defense attorney. Now you have to prove that I did something. Before I'm guilty, because I'm innocent until proven guilty. Right. So Batman always catches him in the act. But losing for the cops, now where's the proof? Where's the evidence? Because I'm sitting here doesn't necessarily mean I did something. Usually they're sitting there with a bag of, with the money sign on it. Yeah. But Batman could have placed that. He's a vigilante. Apparently he doesn't care about laws. I'm a Batman fan. I like Batman. Yeah. 
I get it. You're playing devil's advocate, but you right can now. you can see where that point of view yeah. comes in when you start looking at it from the Law and Order side, right? Now, when you're talking about stopping the Joker, okay, like the like the big stuff, like mm-hmm. oh, they're gonna blow the city up. We got to stop that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it really is all about a point of view. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, I don't really agree with you that from any point of view, he's the bad guy. But Batman's a dick. I didn't say he wasn't a dick. I just But said, I like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Superman. Oh, dude, my nephew is all about Batman. All about it. He's easy to like. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I like DC. I like Marvel. But when you start looking at other sides of things, yeah, I can see it. Almost every superhero, and it's the classic hero's journey, right? They have some kind of trauma mm-hmm. that sets them on a path for justice or self-discovery or something like that. That's almost 100%. Go, any any superhero, comic, whatever. Batman had his parents killed. The Flash had his mom killed. Superman had his planet blown up. You know, Tony Stark lost his parents. And they got blown up. Yeah. You know, it's usually it's something like that. The origin story is... It's always dark. Yeah. It's always dark, and then they are trying to find the light, basically. But I'll still watch them, because I like those movies. No, absolutely. I'll watch every one that comes out. I'm still mad they fired Superman. Yeah, it's... I don't understand. Like like I said, dude, DC has just been swing and miss for a long time. So. All right. I think we've rambled enough. We're in an hour and 25 in. Boobies. Words of wisdom. Final thought. Final thought. Boobs are good. Boobs are good. Everybody likes boobs. Hating is bad. Um, I don't know. Just kind of find something you enjoy doing and do it. Make sure it's even working out. Moderation. Food. Yeah. Moderation. Everything, you know, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Yeah. However, I will say there's no negatives to living a healthy lifestyle. Just time. Meal prepping sucks. Yeah, dude, but what else are you going to do? Like it's about adding value to your to your life and your day. What are you missing out by doing something positive for yourself? Spacing out, not thinking about anything. <laughs> Shutting my brain off. There's still time to do all that. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. Uh if you are struggling, reach out. There are resources out there. Um if you know somebody that's struggling, reach out. And let them know that you care. Let them know where the resources are available to them. Um, And we will see you next time.